to share this morning, I've taken that, I follow through um, Scripture Union, and um, the daily reading they have this morning is on, um, it's in Psalms, Psalms 79, and um, can I get everybody, if you have your Bibles with you, please, Psalms 79, verses 1 to 13. It reads, O God, the nations have invaded in your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple. They have reduced Jerusalem to rubble. They have given the dead bodies of your servants as food to the birds of the air, the flesh of your saints to the beasts of the earth. They have poured out blood like water all around Jerusalem, and there is no one to bury the dead. We are objects of reproach to our neighbors, of scorn and derision to those around us. How long, O Lord, will you be angry forever? How long will a jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that do not call on your name. For they have devoured Jacob and destroyed his homeland. Do not hold against us the sins of the fathers. May your mercy come quickly to meet us, for we are in desperate need. Help us, O God, our Savior, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and forgive our sins for your name's sake. Why should the nation say, why should the nation say, where is their God? Before our eyes, make known among the nations that you avenge the outpoured blood of your servants. May the groans of the prisoners come before you by the strength of your arm. Preserve those condemned to die. Pay back into the laps of our neighbors seven times the reproach they have heard at you, O Lord. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will praise you forever. From generation to generation, we will recount your praise. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to come before your throne of grace this morning, Lord. Lord. Just reveal us your truth. As we read, as we go through this passage, Lord, I pray that you will just shine each, everyone's heart in this place, that we will understand fully what you're talking to us this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Um, This psalms might sound a bit... um, (laughs) Very... Not good. Okay, it's, it sounds like a revenge. It sounds like um, a person that is angry, a nation that is angry, that is saying, God, do this for, for us. God, do this for us. If you don't do this, you know, we're not going to do this. It sounds like a country that is saying, these nations, you know, they don't listen to you. They're not for you. They're not with you. Fire them, you know, put your wrath on them and just, you know, just destroy them. You know, this is Israel's prayer for God's forgiveness and help and for his, for his judgment on the nations that have so cruelly destroyed her. Showing utter contempt for both the Lord and his people. If we look at verses 1 to verses 5. 
You know, this is a mournful um, complaint. This is Israel complaining, God, the nations have invaded your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple. They have reduced Jerusalem to rubble. They have given the dead bodies of your servants as food to the birds. You know, all these things, these are not good things. They don't sound good. This is somebody that is saying, Lord, do this. These people are against your country. This is, these people are against your people. They have poured out blood like water all around Jerusalem, and there is no one to bury the dead. We are objects of reproach to your neighbors, of scorn and derision to those around us. How long, O oh Lord, will you be angry forever? How long will your jealousy burn like fire? This is a, mourn a mournful complaint. Complaining what the nations have done. They have attacked God's own people. They have attacked God's own special domain, violated his temple, destroyed his royal city, slaughtered his people, degraded them in death by withholding burials, leaving their bodies for the birds and beasts, and reduced them to scorn of, of this world. When we look at this passage from verses 1 to verses 5, Israel is crying out to God. Like what has been shared this morning, you know, what Ruth was sharing about, there are a lot of things that are happening in this world that we see every day. Every day is the same thing that we see, the killings. It's not only one person being killed, but a lot of people, you know, Media is around is saying, this is how much people has been, you know, for the cause, for the what, for, for God's. All Christians are getting crucified. All, you know, um, Christians are martyred for their faith. It's the same like what Israel is crying out. It's saying in here, we see in the first part, they complain the anger of their enemies. They wonder more at God's anger. God, aren't you angry at these people? From verse 1 to verse 5, you know, I look at it. It's been hitting me, you know, a lot of, um, of the things that we see every day. Every day, every day. It's not only um, here. You know, we are so lucky. We are so blessed in Australia. But around the world. God's people has been crucified. God's people has been getting killed. God's people, random people, innocent people, innocent children, innocent mothers and um, fathers getting killed because of their faith, because of the label they have that they are Christians. Our reading this morning, oh God, you know, these nations, how long can you hold on to them? We have here a sad complaint exhibited in the court of heaven. The world is full of complaints, and so is the church. If we say, as the church, that we do not complain, there is a lot of complaint. Not only in the church, 
for it suffers not only with it, but we also suffer from it. What are we doing as a church? How are we reacting to the things that are happening around us? Are we saying the same things to God? God, those enemies, why aren't you killing them? Are we saying those things to God? Are these the response that we're asking God? God, if you see your family, you know, that has been hurt or that's been destroyed, that's been killed. Are we saying the same thing to God and say, God, why isn't that person punished? As Christians, what are we going to do? Are we having the same mind as what the people of Israel is saying? Lord, destroy them. You know, when I see things that are happening and, you know, sometimes I say, especially those people that, you know, that kill for, for fun. You know what I do? I, I always say, why don't they just shoot, you know, just shoot at parts of the body so they can suffer? Because that's, you know, that's human life. But really, that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to love them. No matter what happens, he wants us to love them, to love those around us, to love those that are, are less fortunate, to love those that are, persecu are persecuting, you know, those, those are killing others. God wants us to love them. What about us as a church? Are we doing the same thing? Are we complaining like Israel? We hurt. We get hurt when we look at others, when those around us are suffering. But it's a journey that we have to carry through. You're not walking alone. God is with you. He's carrying you through. The hurts that we see every day. Don't be like the children of Israel. We have to change. Who do we have to follow? We have to follow Christ. We have to follow Jesus because he came. He took the punishment for those people. Even though they haven't done it yet, but he's already taken all those punishments. He's also taking the punishment for you. You don't have to walk alone. If you see somebody that is in need, what do we got to do? We are there. We are here to do something. You are here for a helping hand. You are here to help those people. Pray for these people. This is the prayer of Israel to God, but it's a wrong motive. What is our prayer as a church? Do we have the right motives? Are we looking after each other? Are we looking around those that are surrounding us? Or are we just thinking about ourselves? You don't walk alone. We walk as a family. You walk as a family. You have brothers and sisters to carry you through, to go with, to bond with, to cry with, to pray with, to suffer with. Sometimes we get to hide all, all you know, we don't want people to see the things that are happening in our lives. And I've learned a lot of, from those things. But I tell you, you can go a milestone, but you can't go 
of what you have because there are people that can help you. There are people around you that loves you. There are people that are around, uh, around you that will carry you through. I'm a person that likes doing things by myself. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. I love doing things by myself. But I always realize, you know, every time, even though it's done in a good thing, in a right way, but no, it's a burden. You need your family with you. You need your church with you. Because they will support you. But most of all, Holy Spirit is always with you. Like, you know, the song that we sang this morning, you know, the presence of God. Wherever you go, the when you go and the presence of God is with you, my brother and sister, you will see doors open. You will see lives changed. You will see um, chains broken. You will see breakthrough. Go with the presence of God. We have the presence of God. The Spirit of God lives within us. And the things that we need to, to understand is Leave the things, you know, that, that, will, um, that will separate you, you know, from God. Leave those things behind you. Walk in the presence of the Lord. And we need to open our minds. We need to open our minds to see that, um, you know, what we think is not what God thinks because his thoughts are way greater than what you think. Don't be like the children of Israel. They've been complaining. They've been moaning. Even though God took them out from Egypt, they're still moaning. They were still complaining. What happened? God did not allow them to enter into the kingdom. God did not allow them to enter into Canaan. Why? Because of their stubbornness. Why? Because of their, you know, they want to cling on to the old things that they have, um, they have experienced without letting God do the things for them. If we see in our reading from verses 1 to 5, we see that God is complained to. We see a child, it's like a child complaining to his father. But you know what's the best thing is? We have a good father. We have a good father that opens his hands like what Steve says, we just come freely before him. And what Hannah shared this morning, you know, he just can't, we just come freely to him because he loves you. That's why. You are not by accident. You were created for a purpose of God. And this is not the purpose that God wants us to follow. He wants you to be changed. He wants us to be a, a, a church that is you know, that is change, that can see change, that brings change to people's lives. Not a church that dom um, dominates. Not a church that pushes people down. Not a church that pushes people back. But he wants to see a church that can lift up his whole body, that can lift those community around him. You know, sharing from yesterday, um, one of the la girlfriends that I um, work with at school, she says, does your church do a lot of community work? Because what she sees, she's seeing 
you know, life source here, life source, um, you know, every event that she goes to, she sees life, life source church. And you know what? That embraced me. That inspired me to see how us as a church, you know, working in our communities and following the call of God in our, you know, we, we follow our visions, we follow our values, but that's the love of God in us. Because of his love in us, that's why these things are happening. It doesn't happen, you know, because we're a church. Even though there are less of us here. We're here, why? Because we have one main course. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. Do not be like the children of Israel. Secondly, we see the heathens are complained of. Even though themselves they have been, um, you know, they don't know God, but they've been complained about by the children of Israel. Why? Even though they didn't know God, but they were still complained against. We don't have to be like the children of Israel. The heathens are our friends. The heathens are our families. I like what Steve shared last, um, last week. You know, the lesbians, all these, you know, marriage, um, gay things that are happening. It's the love of God that is in us. Even though it's wrong, but we still love them. You know, in verse 5, it says, you know, the heathens, you have, um, Lord, uh, how long, O oh Lord, will you be angry over how long will your jealousy burn like fire? You know, they're saying, God, do this. But we have assurance. You know, what Steve shared last week, it just clicked into me, you know. God loves us. God loves them also. But we need to show them love also. Like how God loved us, we ought to love each other. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter how they... Um, operating their own lives, it's not for us to judge. We just have to love one another. Verses 5 to 8, verses 6 to 8, sorry. Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that do not call on your name. For they have devoured Jacob and destroyed his homeland. Do not hold against us the sins of the fathers. May your mercy come quickly to meet us for we are in desperate need. This is a prayer for God to relent and deal with the nations who do not acknowledge him, that he would so turn away his anger from them, from Israel, as to turn it upon those that persecuted and abused him. In verse 6, they pray for the pardon of sin. Israel suffered. Exile because of the accumulated sins of their nation. But the exiles here pray that God will take notice of their penitence and not continue to hold the sins of their fathers. But have we find mercy? If we read in verse... Eight, it says, do not hold against us the sins of the fathers. May your mercy come quickly to meet us, for we are in desperate need. Here we see that God's agent sent to bring 
that mercy is God's agent sent to bring to bring relief. God's got mercy. His mercy endureth forever. His mercy endureth forever. Pour out your wrath on the nations. <laughs> this is what Israel is praying for. Pour out your wrath on the nations. Is that our prayer today? That is not supposed to be our prayer. Our prayer is for your love, God, to be poured upon them. Lord, and for your love to be poured upon us so we can share, so we can show them. It's not the wrath that we need to ask God. But it's the love of God. It's the love of God that we need to ask. We're praying for wrath. Israel is praying for wrath to those that do not acknowledge God. What are we doing? What about us? What are we praying for? Are we praying for our enemies to be persecuted? No. Are we praying for our brothers if he doesn't give you anything that, you know, and you really hate them? We need to pray the love of God to shine in our hearts so that we can carry that torch, that we can carry that presence wherever you go. Remember, wherever you go with the presence of God, things will be changed. It's not for your own good. It's for the benefit of the kingdom of God. You know, there is a price that we are looking forward to. I'm looking forward for that price up there. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Because your soul belongs to him. And you belong to him. We don't belong to this world. We are in this world, but we are not part of it. We are not of this world. And the things of the world that, you know, the things they think, they think different things. They think for self-interest only. They only think things to benefit them. But as us, we think for the kingdom of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Verse 9 to 11, a prayer for God to help and forgive his people and to redress the violent acts of the enemies. It reads here, help us, O God, our Savior, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and forgive our sins for your name's sake. Why should the nations say, where is their God before our eyes? Make known among the nations that you avenge and our poor blood of your servants. May the groans of the prisoners come before you by the strength of your, of your arm. Preserve those condemned to die. And also in verses 12 and 13, it's concluding prayer and vow to praise. They promise the return of praise for the answers of prayer. If we read uh, verse 12, it says, Pay back into the laps of our neighbors seven times the reproach they have hurled at you, O Lord. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, 
will praise you forever from generation to generation. We will recount your praise. Look at this. This is what the people of Israel are saying. Lord, you do this for us, then we will praise you. That is the wrong thinking. That is not what we're supposed to be thinking. We're supposed to be praying for our people. We're supposed to be praying for our enemies, that they will see God, that they will know God, that they will be saved. It's not for God to, <laughs> to scorch them. And then we're going to give praise to him. If you do this, Lord, we will praise you. That is wrong. But we should be thinking, Lord, we will praise you in every circumstances that happens to us. Amen. Because we believe that. We know where we're going. We're, why we're, where are we heading? Lord, we know what's the end of this. We will praise you in every day. We will praise you, Lord. Regardless of what's happening in our lives, we will praise you. We will love these people. We will love our nations. We will love our enemies. We will love those who persecute us. Don't be like the children of Israel. <laughs> Lord, we will praise you if you do all these things. The heart of God is not like that. The heart of God is love. For us to show that love. We live in a world full of hatred. Hatred against the people of God. Hatred against families. Hatred against religion. Hatred against communities. Against tribes. Between families. Testimony that I want to share. My family in New Zealand, our people have broken into two communities. And it's been happening for nearly six years. And the sad thing is, they all know God. But the spirit of division has entered into their lives and the spirit of pride has taken over. So what's happening now? Families are separated. My families are separated. Uncles, mothers don't know who they are. They have been blinded by the things, by their greed to take over power to have their name on high. Same thing with Israel. That is not a good sign. As Christians, we should be bonding to each other, coming together, praying for each other. But it's not happening today. Families are living separate. They don't reunite. They don't come together and have um, family meals. Very sad. But this is not what God wants us to do. He wants us a nation to come together, a church to come together and pray for these things that are happening. Because the devil is roaring like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. 
His plans is to kill, to destroy. That's his plans. That's what the plans of Israel was, to destroy the nations that are against them. But that is not what the plan of God is for our life. Do you know what's the purpose of God for you? What is it he's calling you to do? We are a church that is built to witness for God, to share the gospel of God. Not only in this place, wherever you go, we have a big community of Griffith. But you know what blesses my heart is to see our light in communities happening. And we need to go ahead, to go forward for that. Look to the great price of what God has prepared for us. Don't just look around what's happening now. Because the devil will still carry on and pull, his church, uh, pull the church of God down. But he's not going to win. We are more than conquerors. We can defeat all these things in Jesus' name. Amen? We live for God. We are children of light. We don't live in darkness. We need to change what Israel is thinking and say, God, we uplift our enemies to you. God, we lift our families to you. God, we lift Griffith into your hands. God, we lift Australia, the Riverina, into your hands. And also outside, those people, you know, other nations that are having war against each other. Pray for them. Are we praying? Are we praying for our families? Are we praying for our church? Are we praying for, for our brothers and sisters? Can I invite everybody to stand up, please? We are a community that is being built upon a rock. And Jesus is our cornerstone. As we said, I just want just reflect, ask everybody to reflect on what has been happening into your life. your family life, your church life, your community life. Are we lifting the light that God has placed in our lives? Or are we hiding it? There is a whole world out there we have a big town of Griffith. Who will help those that doesn't know God? Who will help those that are fighting against each other? Who will help those that are killing themselves? Who will help those that are thinking bad of, of other people that are, you know, having the wrong, wrong motives just to kill people for, you know, for, for satisfaction? God wants, 
God wants us to be united together. God wants us to come together. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. We live in a land that is plentiful. We live in a land that is being blessed by God. But we also have friends, families that doesn't know God. The challenge for us today, I want to challenge us. Find something good. Find an opportunity to come to share with somebody. Find an opportunity to, to be a light. Find an opportunity to do something good. Find an opportunity to share with somebody. Something I always encourage my kids before they go to school. Find opportunities to be with somebody. Look around you. Don't just think about yourself. Look around you. Keep watch for each other. Because that's what God wants us to do. Look at those that don't have any friends. Be friends with them. Look at your teachers that doesn't need help. Help them out. And I believe it's the same principle that God wants us to do. As a church, you know, our name has been called Life Source. There's a greater meaning to that. There is life in this place. We are not dead. There is life in this place. And who's going to take that life out there? We are. We are.